The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Thank you for listening to the Keeping It Beauty Show. I am your host, Akila C. Thompson, alongside my amazing co-host, Miss Monique Cannon. I hope you all had an amazing, incredible weekend. And I, I can't believe that we're entering the last full week of February. Like the year is flying by. Tonight, our topic is single, saved, and sexy. In a little bit, we'll be talking with a dynamic woman of God diving into Christian dating. I cannot wait. If this is your first time listening to the show well it's about time you joined us welcome <laughs> you can catch up on the show and listen to our archive shows on iheartradio.com on our show we aim to inspire you to elevate your dreams your love and your life so what's up monique how are you doing i see you've been going to the gym girl yeah i don't like it though but yes i've been going <laughs> What do you mean you don't like it? I am not. I am not interested in the gym. It is just not my happy place. As you saw, um, I tried to buy a shirt that said it was my happy place, but it is not my happy place. But that's okay. The results will be my happy place. So I am going to the gym. Okay. Well, (laughs) I'm excited because I'm losing weight. Finally. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) I started this uh, new weight loss and like nutrition system and I'm not giving them any free advertising. So if anybody wants to know what it is, you have to email me at fitness at actinspires.com. But my calendar is just going to be so crazy this year. So I really want to like get this weight off before it's too late because once you start traveling and so forth, it's really hard to like get to the gym. It's really hard to like be on a diet. And it's literally like four months, like exactly till summer. Till summer. So, you know, ladies, if you're listening, it's time to, and fellas too, like it's really time to get it together. Like if you haven't started yet already. So, um, you know, get your meal plans together, get your uh, dust off your gym membership because we all seem to have one that we're not going to. We're right. just, you know, free money, everyone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, so yeah, everybody get your, uh, your four month plan on so that you could be uh, looking sexy and getting it popping on the, on the beach this, this summer. So normally I would start the show cause we have a lot to talk about tonight, but normally we would do the hot topic before we bring in our guest. but I've been actually watching. It's not you. It's men like the new show with Reverend. Uh-huh. So I'm like, you know, why not? We have a. Uh, 
a woman, uh, you know, a spiritual woman is going to be with us tonight. So she, she's a pastor. She can be our Reverend Run, and me and you can act like we're Tyrese. Tar- so I'm really <laughs> excited to have uh, my sister friend and, uh, you know, our guest today, who is a sister that everyone should just have in their circle. She's amazing. Siobhan McKay is known for her candor, confidence, and passion for the ministry and gospel of Jesus Christ. She has, she graduated in May 2005 with a Master of Divinity degree from Princeton Theological Center. She spent years working tirelessly in various capacities, working on behalf of at-risk youth, education, and victims of domestic violence. Ms. McKay has led teams and participated in several international mission outreach mission outreach projects. Ms. McKay is the pastor of Galilee United Methodist Church in Inglewood, New Jersey. She's also a native of Hempstead, New York, woo-woo, for Long Island. And uh, she also seeks to expand the kingdom by transforming lives, one heart and one mission at a time. Welcome to the show, Siobhan. Hey, ladies. How are you, my loves? And thank welcome, you welcome, so welcome. much for having me on this show. I'm so excited. No, I, we're so excited to have you. Thank you for joining us. So, our hot topic. Have y'all heard about this whole Amarillo situation or do I need to tell y'all? Yeah, I'm just not sure about how. You probably want to make sure everyone knows, okay. but so if, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about this. So if you haven't heard, um, Amber Rose, who you know used to date Kanye West way before, you know, Kim snagged him. Uh, she was engaging and she was on uh, Tyrese and Reverend Ryan's new show, It's Not You, It's Men. And on their show, they had a very charged conversation about whether a woman brings unwanted attention upon herself by the way she dresses or behaves. So Tyrese suggests that if men make sexual advances toward Amber, because she's very often half naked, especially on instagram and when she's in public she might be to blame for sending them the wrong messages so reverend run comes back and he you know from a more conservative perspective says you know you should dress how you want to be addressed so she comes back with you know oh boo no that's not really realistic so stop it she also explains why men should respect women. So they should take pride in women should take pride in their body, be able to take pride in their body and unapologetically enjoy their sexuality. So she also attacks the whole double standard that's long existed where women, you know, who dress scantily are judged as being promiscuous. So she says society teaches us to be that way. You see a woman that's, you know, dressed provocative and you're immediately like, you know, she's loose. She's a hoe. So to ask you ladies like what do you really think about this whole conversation because i i have a lot of feelings especially with who it's coming from being that amber rose is now this proposed feminist Mm, mm -hmm. well i too have uh mixed uh mixed (laughs) thoughts about our sweet sister in fact now that i've been put on to this I, I said I need to be following this show more often. But <laughs> <laughs> however, <laughs> however, I don't know. It's kind of two sides, right? I have two sides to it. Part of me feels like um, absolutely. Uh, if a sister decides that she wants to wear, this is the feminist womanist part of me, right? So right. often women, um, their bodies are out there uh Uh, at the expense of others. And so often we as women don't own our own bodies. So no, I don't feel like if a man sees you, no matter how you're dressed, that he has the right, he should have some self-control. There's the other part of me though, that just feels like 
Unfortunately, given the society and the times that we live in, we are not that evolved where we can still do as we please in that way. Unfortunately, when we do dress a certain way, uh, we are essentially liable for what may happen. And so it's kind of a two-edged sword as far as my thoughts about this conversation. I think it's a very important conversation to have. It's giving out a lot of uh, mixed messages to folk. I feel like people might be confused. <laughs> no, I I agree with you. I agree with you with everything that you said, Siobhan. And you know, too, I, I believe it it is very much both sides because I have I don't dress the way she dresses, but I have definitely been out in public and I have had people say things. I've had people, you know, grab me and you know, my boobs and my butt like is not out. But you know, it's this. It's it's like if you're if you're putting it out there, there are certain mm-hmm. messages that are being sent because she Absolutely. is also she comes from a background of you know from being an exotic dancer. Mm-hmm. So right. people still very right. much right. her in that space of where there was a time where she was revealing her body to be touched. Mm-hmm. So 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 I I see both sides of it. I mean, as a woman, you mm-hmm. should be able to yes express yourself, wear whatever you want to wear, and not be attacked and not be harassed in the street. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I know that when I put on certain things mm-hmm. and I go out in the street, mm-hmm. what kind of attention I'm going to attract? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, it's no different than even even a you could take this and say a conservative outfit, a suit. Mm-hmm. You know that people are going to perceive you a certain way if you put on a red one versus a black right. one. Right. If you put on a, you know, I mean, there. Like, even if we say, well, people are conditioned. Yes, I mean, we mm-hmm. we live in a era of bias and you know a lot of conditioning and social norms, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And that is what it is. So if you already know this to be true, because she said that on the show, that was part of right. her commentary. Is hey, I didn't give you permission to do this to me, but yet when I go out and I do these different things. But Akilah, you just said, if I go out because of the fact that I I have been blessed with to have some curves, people are going (laughs) to already look at me. They're going to look at me. So now if I put this dress on that accentuates the curves Mm -hmm. a little bit more, now they're really going to look at me. Now if I take half of the dress off that accentuates the curves and show a little bit more Mm -hmm. skin, now you're you're starting to promote a little bit of a different energy because you can be sexy and not look like a hoe. You know, absolutely, 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 and being a woman and have gotten dressed up and very sexy. I know the attention that comes with when I, you know, am half naked versus when I'm dressed like I'm going to the gym mm-hmm. there. Both of those situations will get me attention, but I am clear as a woman, we know what certain outfits are going to attract. And to a degree, you know, I have moments where, you know, I want to feel sexy and I'm going out with my girls. I bask in the fact that I know that people are looking. We but all I, do. Yeah, we all do. So Yeah, I think it's, it's one of those things where, you know, as a woman, I think that it's wonderful as a sisters to be, you know, sex positive, if you will. And I mean, where you embrace your entire femininity. I don't think there's anything wrong with that as a pastor. You know, I know that there are certain expectations even of me and how I should dress. And oftentimes when, you know, I step out while I'm very mindful of my office and my position, I very much am a woman and mm-hmm. so and I like to look good and so when I step out too my sister Akilah you know mother puts herself together <laughs> so 
you know, and, and so, I mean, listen, I, unfortunately, when I go out, I don't have on the cloth or the robe. I say that for <laughs> Sunday morning. Yeah. Amen. Right? I say Amen. that for Sunday morning. And so, yes, I will step out of my four-inch heels, uh, but I am also very mindful uh, of, of what that evokes, right, and the different perceptions. And so it is kind of a two-edged sword and thing that we really do have to be mindful because, no, I don't think that women should be the the, the, the blame of their own, vic- the cause of their own victimization. I don't think that that's right. Uh, but as she said in the in the in the video about laying in bed naked with a man, and if he had the condom on, if she decides no, then it should be no. Yeah, in 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 theory, it really should be no. But well, in reality, them either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think you just like yes, no means no. But I mean, let's like my my thing with her is that young women, like the our teens, the ones that we work with every day, are looking up to her. Absolutely. So, to say something like that, you know, if I if I get put naked in the bed and yeah, he and he's ready and I decide to say no, that like I don't want to set people up for like that's okay to even be doing that. Like let's not absolutely take it that far. Absolutely. You know? right. So that you know, we don't have to have these kinds of conversations. But just going back to what you were saying, Siobhan, another thing that happened, a video that circulated this week, Devon Franklin, who is yes, you know, minister, yes. he's uh married to Megan Good. There was a video that was circulating because a woman got up, they were on a just they were on us I don't know where they were, but they were it was a conference a, that yeah, they streamed. There was, yeah, there was some kind of discussion and And basically a woman got up and basically told her that she almost didn't come to the conference addressing Megan Good because of the way she, because of some images that she's seen of her on some magazine by the way she was dressed. So Amber, Amber, you know, Amber Rose, I'm not surprised about the Megan Good situation. I'd like to know what you all thought about that because the the woman, I mean, she was totally out of line in how yeah. she addressed it, but it was coming from a place, you know, you all are going all around the world and you're talking about Christianity and, you know, um, you know, dating and, and, and marriage and all these things. You're being an example of what it means to be a, a Christian and, and a, a Christian couple, but yet you're on a couple on a cover of a magazine, you know, with your breasts all out. Mm-hmm. So it's, what do y'all think about that? Because it was just, it rubbed me wrong in a bunch of different ways because, you know, she also started crying because I think it, it it's a sensitive topic because she is a very sexy woman. You just go on the topic mm-hmm. of, you know, being single, saved, and sexy. Yeah. That's clear. She clearly meets that, but she's also married. And she's sure. also like, you know, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that I think this is the challenge, right? I mean, I was just doing a workshop last week with some girls um, in fifth and sixth grade on a steam. And when you talk to them about beauty, mm-hmm. they associate beauty now with what they see in the in the magazines. And I think we always have, but I think things have become so mainstream, like commercials. Everything is like sexual, everything. And we it's a it's it's like we teach them don't do that but yet this is what successful people are doing this is what everybody else is doing so we're saying but don't do that and then you put this making good situation and she was it was a conference and and all of that that they were mm-hmm. 
um, a part of. Um, and I agree, the lady was totally out of line. Out of line. Listen, mm-hmm. Totally out of line. Um, but I did agree with his point to say, no, my wife will wear what she wants to wear. What mm-hmm. I don't want us to do is to say, okay, in church, you have to have uh you know, dresses down to your ankles and, you know, be like all covered up to where you feel real frumpy. But I think there's a balance between having all of your body parts exposed, um, leaving nothing for the imagination Mm -hmm. in in comparison to having the cloth and the robe on. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So (laughs) I I, I get it from both sides. um, Or, yes, we want to be able to be in control of our own bodies and to feel good about our bodies. But again, I still feel like when you put on those those right pieces of jewelry and the right uh, makeup and the right outfit, you still feel really good even when you're fully covered up. So Mm -hmm. there's got to be some middle ground that we have to begin to start teaching our young ladies because we're saying you can't do this, but yet this is what they see. So Mm -hmm. if we're starting a movement to say that uh, we're we're saying breast and butt out and that's our movement, (laughs) then let it be the movement. But if you're saying, no, that's not really the movement. I did that, but mm, Mm -hmm. for young ladies, it's not appropriate. Well, then we we have this um, this double standard again that we're we're running up against i mean the shorts are getting shorter and shorter and shorter my daughter is 10 about to be 11 and we have to shop in the juniors department and there is very limited selection in the summer because everything is shorter and i'm like Mm -hmm. well dang she wants to look cute Mm -hmm. but she knows she can't wear that i know she can't (laughs) wear that but what the Mm -hmm. hell is she supposed to wear right Right. I I think it's just it's a it's a very complex issue. I don't think there's a right or wrong. I think there's pros and cons to all of these different situations, whether it's Amber Rose, Megan Good, you pull them off the magazine cover and we could talk Mm. about it. Yeah, we got to figure out the middle ground, especially with social media being out here and so many little girls feeling like I'm not beautiful. I'm not pretty, causing them to commit suicide or act out or do whatever. We just have a lot of issues around this image. I think it's one of those things where, I mean, this is multi-layered, right? This issue that we're talking about tonight is multifaceted because our sister Megan Good, not a knock to her, I respect her craft, uh, but she's coming, her history, right? She's had, she's, our sister has had some issues around esteem, around body image, right? So we have to take those things into consideration. Uh, I like the fact that her husband defended her. It was great Mm -hmm. to see a black man Mm -hmm. defend the honor of his black wife. Um, it was good to see that covering. However, the sister who did go ahead on and make her comment, like how she made it, maybe her delivery might've been a little bit different. Cause I, I, I was wondering myself <laughs> if she was under certain influences. However, she still yes, spoke her truth. And it was good that she did that in a way, because the reality of it is, is that we have to be responsible family. We have to be responsible with our offices. We have to be responsible with our positions. And we know that historically black women have often been hypersexualized, over-sexualized, our body images. That's why we got this whole debate with who should be playing business hot and tot, right? You know, this is so, I mean, we can talk about that, right? So, so with that, it's like, if you go and portray that, what you do in some other senses is you play into the continued perpetuation of certain stereotypes, right? Of how we as black women should be as far as only being good for sex. Like there's just some, some, some other things here that actually warrant some deeper conversation as to Mm -hmm. why 
She needs to be responsible as a married woman, as well as a person who is famous and not just her, but other people in that, you know, position. I'm old school. And while I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm believing God that when my husband come, that I'm going to be his girlfriend for the rest of our life. Right. <laughs> and I'll make it do what it do for him. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I mean, I'm just trying to tell you. <laughs> So I'm still hoping, though, that there's certain things that really certain uh, the the world shouldn't have access to, right? He should. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but, it, but but on the other side of that, though, if brother is all right with that, you know, and that that's a whole other conversation. If he's okay with his wife being on display like that, clearly they've come to some resolve in their relationship, and they're good. Right. But I also think because of her history and because of who she is, you know, again. There, the industry calls for certain things. She has to, she has to go to work, you know, sometimes. And I do think that even there are certain roles, certain things you won't accept as an actress or actor, but um, you still have to uphold an image. And regardless of if that's who you are in real life, quote unquote, um, people see that people think we all think we know these people on TV, you know, we know their characters on TV, we know their characters as they display them, but is that the real person? And I think as entertainers, they can they can say this is who she was here. This is not who she was here or who she is here um, in real life. Whereas we're seeing only one side of things. We don't see the full blown well with Amber Rose. I don't know what we see, but you know, with everybody, we don't necessarily see the full thing. So, well, I think that's what that's the issue and why it's somewhat of a contradiction because you know she's going around with her husband who you know has this whole platform around how because if my memory serves me correctly, like he used to be you know in the industry but was saved like that's his 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 thing like his claim to fame is that you know he was a, a christian and you know they had this whole period where they didn't have sex before marriage so that's why they have this whole platform now so people are looking Absolutely. to them to be an example so Absolutely. i i get where her history is but this new uh, this new platform that she stepped into is why you know I'm not saying that you know who are we to judge but that's why you know that woman had the audacity to stand up and say who Absolutely. she did because you know they are going around and sending out sending out messages so if they're going to represent the kingdom amen let's amen. represent it everywhere that's right. That's right. And that, and people are looking. And you're absolutely right about that, Akilah, because the reality of it is, is that folks are sitting here saying, well, I mean, you clearly are no different than the rest of the folk that are out in the street doing what they do. And so, you know, it then it really essentially discredits their witness, if you will, on some levels. It really does. So you're absolutely right. You need to be mindful. Yeah, well, we can talk about this all. Yeah, right. So I'm going to go ahead and move it along. So, I mean, I just wanted to start just so that we can get to know a little bit about you. So, Siobhan, how did you get into ministry and realize that that was your your calling? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what, sis? I will say that it's one of those things where I've always kind of known. Really? Uh, and when people say, really, just like what you said, really? <laughs> yes. See, I grew up in a family where we all a bunch of talkers. The McKays love to talk and we talk loudly. So I figured growing up that I was supposed to be a lawyer. I was supposed to be a high shot attorney. So I spent a lot of time trying to do that. And so initially, like after graduating college, I thought, well, oh, maybe I'll be a motivational speaker, right? Family teases me all the time. Yeah, you about to be emotional, uh, a motivational speaker. All right. So 
Interestingly enough, though, I'd always known that at some point that the Lord might would have want me to do something in ministry like like preaching. And so I I always kind of had that inclination and it's not anything that I could really explain. We don't got time in the show to talk about that. (laughs) But I will say um, that it was the other part of the call as it pertains to shepherding a flock that I really wrestled with because I'm a talker. Like I can persuade you, mama. I can persuade. I can influence. I can do all that. So, all right, God, you want me to preach? Okay, I can do that. But pastor, oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. Right. Because just as we talk about the whole Megan Good situation, I knew that that would require, especially someone like myself, who always likes to live what she speaks now, live what she preaches. It was all right. Now you want me to be responsible for souls in this way. So mm-hmm. it was it was tension. It was tension. And so, you know, went to college and graduated and worked in the workforce for several years and did what I wanted to do and even got, you know, uh, elevated in the ranks and in in not for profit and education. And I taught and I still teach uh, college, but I knew there came a point when it was like, all right, you need to use your gifts uh, for full time ministry, which is different than people that 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 just come on Sunday morning or maybe on Tuesday and Wednesday and serve. And so uh, essentially it got to a point where I grew tired of running. And Mm. um, and actually, let let me stop you there. Like, yeah, how. How did you get tired of running and 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 know that and and what were the signs that you were actually running? I asked because that has been something coming, you know, being a, a somewhat of a mirror of you and being a motivational speaker and growing up in the church and churches like within me that when I'm doing keynotes, it comes out. And yeah. you know, it's always that, you know, have you ever thought about, you know, doing ministry? And it's just like, uh-uh, I am beauty is my ministry. Like I ain't getting on nobody's pulpit. <laughs> nobody. I'm like, I flunk Sunday school. Like I ain't getting set. So I can't preach to nobody. But like, how did you know that you were actually really running? Yeah, because you know, it was one of those things where, you know, after after Leaving my home church in Hempstead, New York, knowing that I needed something more, something deeper. And then I would be invited by a friend to the Greater Alabama Cathedral uh, Church in Queens. Oh. With, yes, Pastor Floyd and Elaine, Reverend Floyd and Elaine Flake of the Shepherds at the house. I would go, yes. Yes, I would, <laughs> I would become a member there and join and after a while, God started to stir up. I mean, the, the teachings there, they are really big on discipleship. And I will say that the first women's Bible study that I attended that was taught by uh, Remedy Lane Flake actually was the start of all of the wrestling that would take place within me about ministry. And so where I thought it was a thing where I should just be serving on Tuesdays, right? It was like, oh, no, no, no. I need you to, to do this full time. And so back in 2011, what was my, my the signs? Uh, I had three car accidents. Mm. Three car accidents between December and February. And that February, I said, I said, Lord, I surrender. And see, the thing is, is that depending on your theology, sometimes God, you know, won't cause things, but indeed God will work through things in order to get your attention. And so he will allow certain things to take place. And so in that 
Oh, yeah, he got my attention. And I said, okay, God, whatever you want me to do, because I can't take no more butt whooping. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, all right. So in in transitioning into, you know, our topic for this evening and really being able to discuss Christian dating, you know, being a single, saved, and and sexy woman, (laughs) I mean... In this age of social media, when like traditional courtship has just been basically thrown out the window, like how do you manage it? I mean, and 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 what advice do you give to women who are like out here looking for their boys? Oh, my, my, my. Well, <laughs> well, <clears throat> I will say candidly, you know what? Uh, interestingly enough, I wrote a book, "Becoming a Woman Like Ruth." And that, that was the first thing that would prepare me as it pertained to my quote unquote preparedness for this Boaz. Because again, just because I'm a woman now in ministry don't mean that all of the attributes that had me successful in a different kind of, in another kind of professional arena doesn't mean that that didn't carry over. So I had to essentially learn what it means to be submissive. I'm a great cook. So I got you on that. But I mean, what it means to work as in a partnership, I didn't desire any of that until the same time of my call. And so it would be like around that time when I would really learn and understand like, oh, now being a woman in ministry, we can't, I can't date. The way that I used to, and and this is the thing, because I'm going to be honest with you. I have sister friends who would say all the time, oh, I haven't had a date once they got saved. You know, I I haven't had a date in 10 years or Mm -hmm. they haven't had it. I'm looking around and I just have to be honest. Y'all forgive me how I look. Y'all see how I'm looking right now. But I'm telling you, I said, Lord, I I don't have that problem. (laughs) (laughs) That ain't my issue. Mm. You know, that ain't my issue. Sisters on my day ain't can't can't can't, you know, catch a catch a catch a brother. I said, no, and, and I've never ever had been the one to ca- catch the kind of brother with regards to the standard that I've always had either. All right, because I've always had a particular standard and I've always been able to attract that. However, it became real different when I did enter into ministry full time. Because the reality of it is, is that when you are a woman of God, quote unquote, right? When you are working in the capacity of parish ministry and you are leading, that that is a different kind of, it's a different kind of strength that the man who is going to walk alongside you, that he's going to need to have. Because people already are intimidated. You sisters know this, Akila and (laughs) Monique. Y'all know brothers are already, quote-unquote, intimidated by the strong black woman as it is. So put a, quote-unquote, strong black woman who is a pastor. Mm. Mm. Right? Mm. Right? (laughs) And so, you know, who? so you got a strong black woman who is very clear that she desires a strong black man right to be with and so the man and and essence when I began dating because there was a time when I sat out I'm gonna be honest with y'all when I started and when I answered the call I said now I'm just gonna sit on I'm just gonna sit down I'm gonna let the Lord you know work on me deal with me and I'm just gonna serve him with gladness oh please I mean the reality of it is is that that was there was a season that God needed me to uh for himself so there was a season when I was just married, completely devoted to him. And in that, he was just showing me the things that I needed to get 
done with on the inside of me as far as healing and 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 just uh and prayer about what it was that I really desired from a partner and a mate and so when I stepped back onto the dating scene then it was like okay I knew how to sift the chaff from the wheat you know what I mean so in that I knew that, yes, this brother who might be wanting to check your sister girl here, who may be an attorney and is doing it and has all the trimmings of what in another life I'd say, (laughs) yes, let's do this, right? But now it's like, okay, well, what is your prayer life like? You know, mm-hmm. are are you, yes, you may be a church goer, but I need to know what is your relationship with God like, because you need to be able to cover me. You need to be able to hold me up when I don't feel like I'm able to hold myself up. Me who's holding and carrying a group of people. Can mm. you handle when I come home and I'm beat down and tired and I'm going through crazy and fast on my behalf? So mm. those are things. So the rea- and also the spaces. This is another thing I want to mention to y'all. The spaces that you one would usually go to meet a brother at it's like mm, you you as a woman of God you can't do you don't have the luxury of doing that anymore right so like going online and doing the internet dating and doing speed that like there are a lot of things that might seem regular to the way that we in society are enacting and engaging and are you know finding love now right we don't have those same liberties so it can be challenging in all honesty and earnestness, because you like, you have your needs, you have mm-hmm. your human needs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. And depending on where you're at, <laughs> right. Some, some of us do a little bit better than others in the waiting, you know, and some sisters struggle. And so honestly, I don't even feel like still I'm fully qualified to tell a sister because, you know, yeah, I can, <laughs> I'm just going to be real. Cause I can, <laughs> I can tell you, you know, um, I mean, I am dating somebody right now, but it's it's still, you know, and yes, he he wants to be married. Like, I want to be married. And, you know, it's just one of those things where uh, other folks express express interest. But it's like, nah, I'm still in discernment and prayer about whether you can carry not just me, but also the overall mission. Because when you are a woman of God, it's bigger than, you know, just I see you, you see me, I'm attracted to you, you're attracted to me, and I like you. Right. right. And depending on who you are, if you understand who you are and when you understand the gifts and how you're supposed to serve the planet, oh, then now nah, you can't date like regular people. Right. So what I'm getting there from, from what you're saying, because a lot of this is actually sounds like, um, you know, things that I've discovered kind of in my dating and my spiritual journey is that one, you know, yes, we all do need to have standards. And I think um, you really get connected to your standards in that period of being single and taking the time just to get to know yourself better and what it is that it's really going to take you to be happy outside of a relationship mm-hmm. to know what kind of person is going to really be able to complement that. So that period of healing that you spoke about has been, I know I, I spent a period of, of a year of just really getting to know myself and, you know, doing some personal development work and just spiritual work. So getting closer to God and getting closer to what my purpose was to be able to clearly see who would be that person that is going to be the ideal partner and, you know, has a similar vision 
or, you know, we have similar passions and that we just like make sense together. Another thing you said is one of the questions you ask is about your prayer life. Um, you're asking what that other person's prayer life is like. So having someone that's equally yoked. That's right. And I remember in one of my first uh, conversations with Sean, um, I actually met Sean on Tinder. So I don't agree with you <laughs> with your saying spaces to meet people online. Mm-hmm. That again, when you know what your standards are and what your intentions are with who you're looking for, you will attract that person that meets those needs. Because in our first conversation with Sean, um, I asked him, I'm just like, so do you go to church? He was like, yes, I'm saved. I was like, what? I love it. I love, but can I interject real quick? My sister, my beautiful sister. And I know we, we, cause we, we both highly intelligent. You can definitely disagree with me, my love, because I have this conversation even with some of my other minister girlfriends who says sometimes you, maybe you should try to, you know, folks are try the online stuff, but you're not a pastor, Akila. Yeah, yo, no, no, no. I, so I'm you can do that. I remember the question, I the question was around mm-hmm. the, how I ask you, what do you do? And then yeah. what advice do you give to women? You said you really couldn't give advice to single women. So I took based on what you said, and I'm really just applying it that it really isn't that different. You know, I'm not married yeah. yet. But from my experience, and I'm pretty clear about that I'm I'm with the one and in other people that I've seen in their journey and kind of meeting the one, a lot of what you said are things that women need to be paying close attention to, knowing what your standards are, really taking that time to heal from like past hurts and um, really get rooted and grounded in, in God and like knowing, is that person equally yoked? Like what are those, what are the questions that you should be asking um, when going in, into a relationship? You know, for me, and which is, this kind of goes into our next topic, is that a big thing for me is I, I always wanted to, um, have a period with anyone that I'm with, um, you know, ideally we wouldn't be sexually active at all, but having a period and where we are celibate before marriage. And I always learn a lot about a person when I bring that up and they're just like, that's just totally something that I wouldn't be able to do. So going into our next question, one thing that I came across with is um, I was looking at this article, which is, which is actually titled single saved and sexing. And the lady says, I'm clear about this one thing. She says, celibacy is not for me. Like I need connection. I need intimacy. I need sex, period. She said, that's why I'm unapologetically single saved and sexing. So, First, I just want to ask you about that, you know, from this, from the perspective, looking at it from this perspective, like, do you think there's a necessity for intimacy? Like, what do you think about that particular perspective? And what tips, I guess, do you have for people that desire to be celibate? So, you know, what, because that's, that's a struggle for, yeah, I, I know I've, I've struggled with it, yeah, you know, a lot. Yeah, that's real. A lot. That's real. That's real. Like I be telling Monique, I be like, "Look, I got about three. <laughs> Something happened, <laughs> and I'm over here like it's a no judgment zone. So you know, I mean, but I'm, I shouldn't be supporting, I guess. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I, I mean, what do you recommend? Yeah, I oh Lord. Well, listen, it's one of those things where I will say, I I, I it's a no judgment zone for me too because. Um, ideally, you know, as a pastor, I, of course, support and encourage celibacy. The reality of it is, is that when you are not engaging in that way, 
Not only do you learn more about people, but your judgment is clearer, right? And so oftentimes when you're not having sex, you're able to see things you might not have seen or you're able to um, pick up on things you might not have been able to pick up, uh, things that you wouldn't necessarily overlook because you were having sex, right? Oftentimes that happens. And so I think it really offers um, for you to discover other ways in which you can be intimate, right? And so I know it might seem old school or corny, but you know, the reality of it is, is that I do know that there are many Christians who are engaging, people who love the Lord, people who are sanctified, fire baptized, Holy Ghost filled, that are engaging. But of course, the encouragement is for folks not to because there's a lot that comes with. Um, you know, the sex, especially worse, the sex without the commitment. I mean, you know, biblically, your soul tithing. And so God, heaven forbid, if the situation doesn't work out, you busy trying to, it's taking you two years to get over John. John been got married to somebody else. You still hurting over what happened because y'all had sex. Or you might end up, I'm serious, you know what I'm saying? Or you might end up marrying the wrong person because you had sex. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, and, and I'm not to say sex is a beautiful thing. Yes, God. Sex is a gift. <laughs> Sex is a beautiful thing. Sex is a gift from God. He created that intimacy to be shared in marriage. And so I'd be remiss if I didn't share that. But the reality of it is, is that, you know, it, it is a struggle for most. And it's something that needs to be discussed, you know, with, with both part. Like both people have to be uh, on board when it comes on, when it comes on to that. Yeah, and I, that's, that's, that's it right there. That's the point. And then both people have to really be on board because mm -hmm. if one person wants to do it, you know, especially a lot of times it's the woman and you know, the man is, is really kind of to make her happy. It mm -hmm. probably will never really happen. And to another point that you said about the period of celibacy and really being able to get clear and being able to see and kind of have visions and get clarity around a lot of things. There was a period in 2011 before I left corporate America where I did the Daniel fast for 88 days. And like during that period, you know, it was like no sex, no cursing, like, you know, anything. And like, I was seeing visions about like leaving my job and, wow. you know, cutting my hair and like, wow. you know, all these different things. And, wow. um, all of those things were in the direction of me being like a, just a more happy and more fulfilled person. So it, mm -hmm is i can say from my my own spiritual journey that that that, that period of of celebration Mm -hmm. is is so important mm -hmm. um to your spiritual growth and really being able to to get clear monique did you want to say anything no no <laughs> i'm just i'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just taking it all in. <laughs> oh, it no. sounded like I was chirping in here. I was <laughs> because because here's the reality, right? I'm married. Oh, right. Right? my husband would probably love uh, if I said, you know, I'm just out here like saved. You know what was it? Saved and sexing. Like, he'd be like, can we um have that last part just a little bit more, Jesus? You know, just, I mean, I mean, that's the reality. I, I don't have this struggle. And I guess um, it's been a very long time since this struggle was real for me. But I would say that, like, people like my mom, I mean, my mom has been single. And I've always wondered, like, my entire life almost she's been single. And I've always wondered, like, how is this woman doing it? And she'd be like, 
I have Jesus. And I'm like, girl, you got Jesus. I'm like, what is what Jesus doing? You know, I mean, and it's not to it's not to be disrespectful. I love me some Jesus. Right. But I'm like, what else you got in that room? Because something just <laughs> is adding up. Yes. I mean my whole life though mama you know so and you know what though sis I have some aunts like that and the reality of it is too if there's some 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 single saved Christian sisters on this call sometimes folk just take things a little too far I think that just because you say that you can't have love or that you shouldn't desire love you are a human being and so yes to be sitting up there for 30 40 50 years lying to yourself talking about you married to Jesus I don't think that's real she don't want to deal with she don't want to deal with all of the stuff that the man brings she's been married twice she said i don't really feel like dealing with all of it i don't i I don't want the whole package i just want part of the package and i have to take part of it but you know when when you say like you know people have to go to a different space to look i mean they they're like i've been pushing i've been praying until something happens and nothing's happened Mm -hmm. i've been going to church i've been going to different churches and there's not a man to be found I continue to pray and again, it's stalled and I want the love and, and I want, you know, the intimacy beyond, I mean, this is deeper than, than the sex. Right. right. So, I mean, what, what, right. do, what do you, rec- what do they do? I mean, these, you know, I will say to answer your question, sis, I will say that, and this is something that a killer has helped me with. Right. Really? Well, <laughs> a killer now, <laughs> you not. Okay. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> it really boils down to, I think, your way of being. Mm-hmm. I know plenty of sisters. You can show up for a thing and really not be ready to receive the thing. Amen. And so Amen. the reality of it is, is that you can be in a place and not be noticed or go unnoticed. Mm. Right. And so why this? You can go any place you want to go, darling. But if you are not right, then guess what? Or if the timing around it is not right, guess what? It's not happening. And so you can go to the place, but how are you showing up, right? Because mm. people can feel, I went to this, this little thing last week. <clears throat> I had to go speak at this another uh, event at another church on the, around the same topic. And I mean, you can feel this sister's hurt from the front door. Mm. And I know she's single, right? And so, <laughs> I mean, not for nothing, but who wants to deal with that? Right. Like, and like attracts like. So she might attract somebody who's like her. And if he's not, then he's got a different kind of agenda. Because usually, you know, love wants to connect with love. Health wants to connect with health. Joy wants right. to connect with joy. Exactly. Right. And so in that, you know, these sisters might be praying. But listen, the word of God says faith without works is dead. It's dead, honey. See? Well, I agree. You should not be sitting home. He's not going to come knock on your door. Right. <laughs> You know, ask some friends who, you know, depending on your network, if you trust them or not. I trust my 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 network, right? Family and friends included. So, I mean, if it was a thing where it was like, you know what, if you, you were in the search, find out and ask them if they have somebody who's available as single. And if, if there's anybody that they think you would be befitting for, tell them to keep an eye out for you. You know what, to consider you, right? You might meet people. I mean, you meet brothers at the, at the gas station. I mean, it just really depends. On, 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 I do believe it has to do with your way of being, and if you're oh, even, I, 
Uh, you, you know, I totally agree. I, I totally agree because as women, a lot of times we can be out places and I, I, I've, I've seen Siobhan in places and being out and we go places. We look real cute. We sitting down, but yet we open to dating and I'm like, tell your face that you open <laughs> for somebody mm-hmm. to come up to you. and, and That's true. So it's so true in that your way of being, I tell people all the time, my way of being in um, my most recent situation and meeting Sean, to those listening for the first time, Sean is the love of my life, that it was being open and and being trusting everywhere. So not knowing where that was going to be, whether that was going to be in church, whether that was going to be online, whether that was going to, because I was totally against the whole online thing, but I'm just so grateful that um, you just never know where he's going to show up. So, you know, to to our ladies that are listening, I'm getting our two-minute mark. So I want to just thank you so much, Siobhan, for coming and being on the show this evening. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you. How can our listeners find you? Is there a website for your church? Sure. So they can go on www.galilee, G-A-L-I-L-E-E, U-M-N-J dot org. I know that was long. But tell them oh, they can Google me. Oh, they can Google the my church, name. Yeah, they Google. Yeah, yes. If they Google Galilee United Methodist Church, they will find it and they will find me. I'm also on Twitter. You can find me at Siobhan McKay on Twitter. My name, S-H-I-V-O-N-N-E-M-C-K-A-Y. You can follow me on Twitter. Yes, I love to talk to the people. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can visit us on keepingitbeauty.com and sound off in our girl talk section. If you want to be on the show or have questions, topics, suggestions, email us at keepingitbeauty at gmail.com. Find out everything that's happening in I Am Beauty World by going to iambeautyinc.com. You can always find us every week. Join us next week, same place, same time. And remember a few things in Christian dating. Continue to be patient and don't stop focusing on God. Make yourself available. Be open. Show interest in men who believe who you believe meets your qualifications. Be selective and hold your ground. Have standards. Being grounded in Christ may be your greatest weapon against your flesh. So I thank you all for joining us again. Good night, everyone, and be beauty. Thanks.